0: Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk.
1: Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. We're going to talk about the eviction ban and whether or not you think it should be extended because People Before Profit is going to launch a bill which calls for the ban to be strengthened and extended beyond its expiry date, which is the 31st of next month. James is with us on the line today. James, what's your situation first of all?
2: Well, I'm one of the tenants here at Tatney House in uh, Dublin 8, where there's 35 households and we're facing mass eviction. So, I mean, you've got like, you know, hospital workers, construction workers, security workers, you know, people that work in this city. And we're all facing the prospect of potential homelessness uh, pretty soon. And the eviction ban hasn't done anything for us because we got our eviction notice before the ban was introduced. And our eviction date is June the 2nd after the ban expires. So in a way, the eviction ban did nothing at all to relieve the stress and the sleepless nights that we're all feeling here in the tiny house and the the stress about not knowing where you're going to be, not knowing if you're going to find something that you can afford to rent because everybody knows the rental market at the moment Mm. is madness. So I think actually an extension of the eviction ban uh, is uh, would be hugely helpful. It would just give us a pause where we could collect ourselves, and you know, uh, it would even give the, the the country as a whole some time to bring the homelessness figures down and maybe calm the rental market down a bit, so so that we don't face the prospect of being evicted here on mass. You know, so it's a mass eviction, uh, and then you know we join queues of two, three, four hundred people uh, queuing for a property. Uh, and then maybe not even getting it, and then maybe having to report down to Parkgate Street to to home the services, you know.
1: So, so you the eviction ban, as you say, did nothing for you in the sense that you weren't due to leave till till June. So another six month yeah. period would would see you through that at least in the guts at the end of the year, anyway.
2: And that's the thing; like, it just it would give people some stability and some more time mm. to prepare themselves. And I mean, it's not a big thing to ask because in fourteen other European countries, uh, you cannot evict on grounds of sale. So, for example, in places like Sweden, the landlords can sell, I mean, they're in six, and the tenants are informed that they mm. have a new landlord. So, I think that that's the kind of that's where we need to move to. But I think, as an interim measure, the government need to extend the eviction okay. ban because I mean, there's record homelessness figures, and they've been rising over the last few months. So, even with the eviction ban. Uh, people have still been evicted, you know.
1: So, d- d- talk to me about the stress, I suppose, and, and, and the fear of this, James. You know, the, you talked about the sleepless nights and the worry of all this. W- when you've been looking, um, I'm sure in the last couple of months, for other rental properties,
2: like, what is the
1: state of the market like, I, you know, at the minute? Well,
2: I, I mean, people probably see, you know, some of the most extreme cases get shared around social media and stuff like that. But you go on daft.ie and you're looking at, like, you know, somebody has, has uh, hung up, uh, black curtains that look like bin liners and divided the living room into two and is calling one half of it, a bedroom and is offering it for rent for 1,300 a month and you're thinking oh my god how can I how can I even face this nightmare scenario where you know you're, you're going to be spending the majority of your wage on a place that's you know literally a, a bed in a kitchen or a bed in a living room you know that's where that's the horror that people are, are, are facing right now and in a way you know uh, landlords are obviously, uh, a, some landlords are benefiting from this situation and, you know, charging exorbitant rents, but it's up to government and the local authorities to provide a kind of a bedrock of rights for tenants. So in a way, you can blame landlords on the one hand, uh, but maximising their profit and their, you know, maximising their uh, property and their profit off their property is what they're going to do. But government has to provide some kind of legislative framework so that tenants don't face this situation
1: Hmm. Well that's the thing you could argue not much has changed since this eviction ban was brought in at the end of October anyway you know and you'd wonder what other measures would actually be in place tangible measures in the next six months if there were to to extend the eviction ban as well James stay with us if you don't mind I just want to hear a couple of voices on this today Um, if you have a view on whether the eviction ban should be extended do give us a shout 53106 is the text number Tom is on the line as well Tom do you think it should be extended? Um, hi, Andre, Can How you, hear are me? you I can indeed, yeah. I can, yeah, yeah. Well, look,
3: I'm I'm maybe coming from a, from the other side. I'm a small private landlord with a single property bought as a pension investment in 2004, and I bought it at a time when the public narrative was was that we need to invest in the future, uh, be it through uh, taking out a pension or investing in a property, and that um, and I, I let the property and have had the same tenants for 18 years. I never increased the rent. In fact, I reduced it back in 2009 um, at their request when things were tight. Mm.
1: Um,
3: so at this point, they pay a thousand a month for a three-bed house. And that's that, that's about 10% lower than what they paid in 2004. Yeah. Great tenants look after the property, never missed a payment. And I've decided to sell, right? Um, I, I gave notice last August uh, before the eviction bank even came in. and um, And because... The, the, and, the, and the reason for deciding to sell is, is, is simply that the government and the opposition policy is so anti-private landlords that staying in the market despite having model tenants no longer makes any sense um you, you know the, the the interest rates are going up mortgage repayments actually far exceed rental income uh the tax on rental income means the mortgage has to be substantially funded by other income um, the current rent is actually frozen at about 50 percent of the current market rent so basically, if I if I went on DAF today and looked for a mm-hmm. house in that area, it would be double the rent that I'm charging.
1: Oh, you in Dublin, and Tom. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Thousand a month for a three bed house. Aren't they lucky? <laughs> yeah. No, look, it, I mean, I I like it's you know it's 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 you know it's hard to believe that we would describe it as being it's incredible, but but it is when you look at the rental market at the minute.
3: Well, not all landlords are ogres, right? I mean, I I, I have the same tenants for a long time, and yeah. I value that. And they're obviously good um, tenants
1: if they're with you eighteen uh, years.
3: No, co- correct, right? But but like the, the the bizarreness of the situation is that if I if I was to rent out a room in my house, my own house, um, I could get fourteen thousand a year tax, tax free. free, yeah. And and if if but to rent out an entire house. I can rent it out for twelve thousand, with marginal increases in rent year on year, and I actually net about five thousand eight hundred out of that because of the tax that's paid.
1: And you're su- you're subsidising the mortgage then, and that too, after yeah, you pay tax.
3: Yeah. So so the re- so the reason for getting out is 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 simply a, a, a rational one. That that's not it's not based on maximising profits. Mm. It's not based on. Um, I mean, you know, a a huge amount of there's been a huge amount of interference in the market um, for good reasons, perhaps. But it makes it very, very difficult for, you know, somebody who's just managing a single property um, to stay on top of all the legislation changes to do things legally correct. Um, You know, even uh, (laughs) the tenants themselves actually are are planning to go back to their, their home country actually later in the summer. Um, and they asked, would I extend the notice period? And uh, uh, and I, I had I, I had to call my solicitor to find out what would that do? Would that kind of mess up the kind of notice I've already given them, which was more than eight months to begin with? And he said, yeah, you, you actually, if you go and extend the the notice period now, which will be again sort of a goodwill payment yeah, and, and not them on yeah. the street, I could. end I I don't know where I'd stand would have given them inadvertently more rights which you know um look it, it's it's just an it's it's an unknown another
2: mm.
3: another potential stress of being a landlord i'm not i'm not saying a, a poor mouth here i'm just saying that you know the, the policy has been one of penalty and constraint and stick the whole time and and it's it's like it's like the saying, you can't tax your way out of a recession. Can you actually legislate and constrain your way out of a housing crisis? Like the, the reality is that there's a flight of landlords, single, proper, single property landlords or small private landlords out of the market and nothing has changed that. And, and, you know, the government could have done something by way of incentivization by either reducing or eliminating the tax on uh, rental income during the housing crisis that would at least stop the the flood of landlords mm. leaving the market. Well, the likes of yourself. It would be, we, well, it'd be, it'd be no, but, but nobody would accept it. You know, but the, it, yeah. it, it would be, there's a kind of populist view that sort of, as I said, land, landlords are ogres and profiteers and, and you know, um, and, and all that would do is just line the pockets of TDs who have properties or whatever, right? Mm. But I'm just simply saying, I'm just giving you my story mm. that I don't believe I've been unreasonable with my tenants over no. the years. I don't. I'm not making. I mean, the property took fifteen years to get back to the price that I paid for it. Um, you know, it, it's 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 not to make a profit. It's perhaps to break even at the end of something that was supposed to be a pension. A right? pension. I know this so, was
1: the inv- this was the pe- the pension investment, as as you say, Tom. Will you will you stay with us because I, I want to sure. get a few other voices. Rich is on the line as well. Um, Richard, where are you on this debate? Like, Do you think it should be extended?
4: Oh, without a doubt. and um, It should protect, protect um, more tenants as well. Now, I, my heart do go out to that man. You know, a man with one, one, one house and his rent is fair enough. But my my um, partner, my, well, she's not my partner, she's my ex-partner, but she was living in the house for 14, 15 years. They landlord, he has several, several properties around Dublin, but he tried to evict her on two occasions, and on the last occasion he tried to evict her, he he went in to the, the board saying that he needs to get her out to, uh, to get rid of the mould, the water running down inside of the walls, the house is like a pigsty, the equine stuff is coming up out of the kitchen floor, which you'll never got a, uh, an extension bit on the back of it, but she is so terrified to say anything to him or she'll be kicked out. So there needs to be something done to protect uh, people with big landlords that that uh, you know that people like that ain't so afraid to speak up. And mm. uh, that she has been very, very lucky. She ended up getting a, a, a new place there only the last two weeks and she just moved into there this weekend. But I know a lot few people around Dublin that are in the very same place with mould in Um uh, They're terrified to say that because they, they're afraid to be thrown out in the street.
1: Okay. Um, Michelle is with us as well. Michelle, what's your story?
5: Um, absolutely. Um, I, I'd agree with what some of, the, some of the speakers are saying today and even just to say back to what the Tom, the landlord was saying there, you know, if the government were saying that investing in the future was for people to buy up housing that they didn't knew, need already, hoarding it really, then I think the message that the government was uh, sending at the time is wrong. Like, as we've seen, that locked out many people from having a secure future with secure housing. I think an eviction ban is the least we should be talking about, um, and that, that extension of that. We saw the effects of that during COVID. There was less people, that's children and families. That are being pushed into homelessness. So, less people on the streets and less people in emergency accommodation. Um, and now we've gone, got that's gone back upwards. Like we're in the middle of a housing crisis. And even still during this ban, we've seen time and time again where a number of people have been evicted. I've had a number of friends who were evicted from their homes dur- due to landlord selling during COVID when we had an eviction ban as well. But what, to what end? There's no real repercussions for landlords who do this, and renters are, are browbeaten, as we've seen here, as they're in precarious situations, and they often don't feel like they're in a position to challenge it. Um, but luckily, we have, like, growing tenants unions, like uh, the Community Action Tenants Union, who are taking a stand like collectively resisting this, and landlords are taking the mix because no one else is standing up for them. And, you know, often we see that the guards are helping with these illegal evictions as well. So, like, you really do wonder, you know, should people actually be owning multiple houses if not everyone is already housed? Like this hoarding of housing is not really a necessity for people to live. Like being a landlord shouldn't really be a job. And I know they're talking about investment, mm-hmm. but that kind of language is even talking about housing as a commodity. And housing is a isn't a commodity to be to be sold or traded and made money off. It's a it's a genuine need that people need to have a roof up their head so they can live um, and and thrive in their life. And it's so wrong that many of these people who mightn't be able to get a mortgage themselves from a bank are paying the mortgage of others and funding license. Okay. You know, that whole idea of landlords leaving the market, that's, you know, we hear time and time and again. Landlords don't create the housing. The house of the apartment is still there. They're not disappearing with the landlords. There's a huge problem here. Yeah, that's but they're it. a
1: huge part of the the there's the, 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 the been a huge part, I suppose, if you want to say the solution for you know for, for such a long period of time to this when there is such a shortage of housing.
5: And, and now the problem is that the government is leaning on institutional investors as a solution, and these institutional investors are buying up all these individual houses that these individual landlords have bought now. And as we've seen in the news already, that they, they are actually now being able to block set rents in parts par- area in okay. Dublin, which is which is it's scary. Like, and their just their sole job is to make profit um, off housing. What I'm saying is, I so- don't think we should be making profit off. The back of a need for people. We need to have a roof over yeah. our head. Well, that'll be
1: a that'll be a, a a fairly large societal change if we're if we're going to ch- if we're going to try and change that any time soon, Michelle. I d- I would imagine. Um, let me bring in James too. James is with us. Do you agree with the uh, the calls to extend the eviction ban, James?
0: I don't agree with it at all. Uh, it I shouldn't be extended at all because. What's your um, story? Well, it's, it's not, I don't actually have a story. I mean, I have, like the, the gentleman before me, I have two great tenants, great tenants. Never miss a payment, keep the property great. But the, my, my property rights have been taken away from me. So they are. You know, um, I, surely my property rights can't be given to anybody else. And as now, they are being given to the tenant. We have, myself and my wife, have three children abroad. And I rang Damien English one day and I asked him what would he do if my children came home? You know? Would would he house them? And he just did nothing. You know, said nothing. He can't do a thing. So uh, if our children came home, we wouldn't have anywhere to put them. Simple as that.
1: Because of the eviction ban in, being in place on the yeah. rental property? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And like, that's what, that's what we, we kept them for. We kept them for... Our children when they come home hmm. because they will eventually come home. There's three abroad because because of the downturn, and you know that's that's. I'm not the only, we're not the only ones with with that complaint. So so hmm. or not?
1: Do so you feel? Like so, it, I don't. so so and and out of curiosity, uh, James, with the, with the situation you're in at the moment with your rental property, um, you you have tenants obviously in it at the minute. You do.
0: Yes, we have. We have two two fantastic tenants in in the two properties. And we cannot complain one little bit about them. In saying that, we haven't upped the rent. One, I think, must be seven years. And then there was a new chap went in and I didn't even charge him the full whack. And um, he's at four years he's there now. And I have no complaints with him whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Ideal tenants. And, you know, everybody brings up a bad landlord there's always going to be a bad landlord and there's always going to be a bad tenant mm. but don't sharpen them there are a lot of good landlords out there who buy the property as the other gentleman said for a pension mm. and you know and end up in, in, in crisis themselves
1: Well a lot of people would feel that you, and I often get these texts in James whenever we chat to people or have this discussion and they'll tell you they're actually nearly afraid to say they're a landlord
0: Yes, is there kind absolutely. of a dirty a, word, nearly? It, you know, it, you... it is. It is a. It is a dirty word. It is a dirty word, and it's it's so wrong. I mean, I had said it before that, you know, if the tenant got a uh, 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 could claim tax on his rent, like I pay rent, I I pay tax on, on, on my income from it, and the tenant should be able to claim his tax back on that rent. And there should be, there should be some way that we can help these people. You know, I mean, I, I, they're not all helpless, you know, but we should be able to help them. And I know there's a housing crisis, and there is a housing crisis. There has been a housing crisis for years. And what did the government mm-hmm. do? Sold off all the property to the vote funds. They are gone now. And who pays for it? The one or two house landlord who. You know, wants an income, hmm. wants a pension for for his old age.
1: Well, it's, it's it's certainly getting a lot of reaction. I know it's the people before profit um, launching this bill today, so it'll be interesting to see what uh, what happens at the back of it. Can somebody please call out the fact that people who are saying housing is a right seem to, to not to acknowledge that houses also exist outside of Dublin? Says this texter. Housing may be a right, but housing Dublin is not a right says this listener keep them coming into us 53106 James listen thanks a million for for getting in touch Michelle uh, Rich Tom and James there too um yeah it's a difficult one there's lots lots of different stories and and hard not to have sympathy on on both sides actually when you when you listen to to people's cases and Tom and Tom's story there as well Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan brought to you by
0: Avant Money weekdays at midday on News Talk